0: All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of All the Hard Things. Um, This is going to be a really impactful, really important episode for any new moms out there, any um, veteran mamas out there, any new parents. If you know a mom, this is gonna be a really important episode for you. Um, I'm just really excited to get some more advocacy out there, to get more information out there and to hopefully let other women know that they are not alone um, and that these experiences do not only affect like the 2% of women that some of the websites say. I I think Jen would agree with me, our guest today um, would agree with me, that uh, it it unfortunately probably affects so many more women than we know, um, because these things are just really scary to talk about. It's hard to be honest about, and that's why we're having these discussions. So um, I'm going to let Jen introduce herself. So Jen, thank you so much for being here. Um, I would love for you to just introduce yourself to the audience really quickly and jump into your story and why Uh, this topic of postpartum OCD in particular is so close to you. Thank
1: you. Thank you um, for having me on your podcast. Yeah, so I am Jen. Um, I live in Mississippi with my husband. I have a 14-month-old baby boy, um, and I am a first-time mama, and I was diagnosed just like last month So it took like 12, 13 months to actually be diagnosed with postpartum OCD, um, which is something that I've never heard of, which is also why I want to talk about it because after like sharing my story, like with a little bit um, of like Instagram posts and stuff, the more I share, the more uh, messages I get from moms that are saying that they experience postpartum OCD as well. And they thought that they were all alone, which is exactly what I thought two days postpartum. I thought I was all alone. Um, I've never heard of intrusive thoughts, you know, so I feel like sharing is going to be the best way to advocate and help moms in the future.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, I can imagine being two days postpartum um, and, you know, never having the context of what these intrusive thoughts could look like, maybe having that misconception that so many people do about OCD just being about cleanliness and perfectionism and so on and so forth, like just having no context for kind of what it is. Um, That's actually why I started all the advocacy work that I do, because I struggled with postpartum OCD as well, but I already had years of experience in the OCD world. So I knew like, that's an intrusive thought. I should not be ritualizing right now. I should not be asking for that family accommodation right now. Um, And I definitely did have all the context for it. And it still rocked my world. And I remember very vividly where I was. I was right up at the top of my stairs, looking out the front door. And I just had this thought of like, if if I'm here and I'm struggling so much with all the context that I have for what OCD is, and I know what this is, and I have a supportive husband and you know, our, our baby didn't have, thank God, any, you know, any other difficulties than like the normal difficulties of kind of having a newborn, um, who, how are these other women doing it when they don't have the context that I have? And so, yeah, I mean, just, it's so important to get the word out there about postpartum OCD and how OCD is not just what we think it is. And, um, the ways in which moms struggle because our maternal mental health system absolutely does not cater to them, does not take good care of them. We do not know enough about this stuff. So um, we'd we'll love for you to tell a little bit more about your story, like what it was like, um, you know, maybe when you were pregnant or maybe even before pregnancy, if you had any experience with anxiety or OCD um, and then what delivery was like for you and what those first couple of days were like for you, including when you started to have those intrusive thoughts. Okay, thank you. Yeah. so.
1: I guess it started, um, October 4th, 1994 when I was born. No, I've had anxiety, like my whole life. Um, it seriously is something where I think back and I'm like, okay, so that was anxiety. And you know what? I actually think I had OCD, um, my whole life as well, but I did not know. And so it, I guess like fourth grade, I remember, I would be about to fall asleep in my bed and I would think, oh my gosh, is the oven off? So I would get up and I would go check the oven and I would be like, okay, it's off. And then I would like, look and okay, the temperature is zero, you know? And then I would be like, okay, well, I can go back to bed. So I go back to bed and then I would think, oh my gosh, did I turn the water off after brushing my teeth? So then I would get up and I guess those are compulsions. And I would get up and go check the water and then go back to bed. And that just happened. Like, oh my goodness. I would check the windows, I would check the doors. Um, So that was like fourth grade uh, summertime. Um, Yeah. So I guess that knowing what OCD and compulsions are now, I guess I've had it my whole life. Um, But I never struggled with intrusive thoughts until having my baby. Um, but I guess let's go through, can we go through my pregnancy just a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Um, so with my pregnancy, it was really wonderful. Um, it was smooth. Like everything was good. Um, little baby Noah was healthy. Um, like the heartbeats and all that stuff. Um, so really like no worries there up until we had his anatomy scan around 20 weeks and he was breech in the breech position for his anatomy scan, but the ultrasound tech um, wasn't concerned. She said, don't worry about that um, because he has time to flip. He has time to turn. Well, when she says like, don't worry, I was worried from 20 weeks until 40 weeks. The whole time I was doing like, exercises to get him to flip and nothing was working. And he was just breached the whole entire time. So I had a smooth and really like wonderful pregnancy. I guess up until I found out that he was breached and I honestly thought it was just like, it was so terrible because I didn't want a C-section. Like my birth plan was really not a C-section or even, you know, scheduling a C-section. I just wanted everything to happen kind of naturally. Um, so that caused more anxiety throughout my pregnancy as well. Um, but then, oh, and my OB said, what we don't want happening is your water to break with the position of breach that he's in, um, since he wasn't like head down. So then I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Like, let's stay near town. You know, I can't go anywhere because like, what if my water breaks and all that stuff? Um so we did we scheduled a C section for a Friday. And my water broke on a Wednesday right before um I was supposed to go in just for like a checkup and stuff. So I actually ended up having um Noah on a Wednesday and everything with that C section was calm and organized and everybody was so nice. And my husband was there, he was able to be with me. Um, I mean, as C-sections go, nothing was traumatic. um, And I was really happy with how everything like turned out. Um, So really I have like no complaints there. Um, And then Thursday was perfect. Um, Breastfeeding was easy. You know, I didn't really have any difficulties uh, breastfeeding, um, you know, I had an appetite. Um, know I hasn't, I had an appetite. Like I wasn't, um, cause when I get nervous, I don't eat. And they were telling me that I need to eat. Um, so everything was good. And actually my, um, like I didn't have to really take any like pain meds that were like greater than like Tylenol. Um, so like the pain management was really good. Um, okay. So that's when everything was good. So what started the nightmare? <laughs> I guess we'll go with uh, Friday. So it's discharge day. And um, I was just so peaceful. My husband went to go get breakfast in the cafeteria. And I was in the hospital room on the bed with Noah. And I was holding him. And he, uh, he was eight pounds, 10 ounces. So he was really he was chunky and he was, his cheeks were so squishy. He was, oh, I just thought, I mean, every mom thinks their baby is perfect, but I thought you are such a perfect baby. Like he, he, he was so, oh my gosh, so beautiful. Um, so I was holding him and I, the blinds were open. So like the sun was shining. It was such like a beautiful moment. And I started to just say a prayer over him You know, thank you, God, for this healthy baby. Um, I just pray that you help me, you know, take care of him, be the best mom I can be. You know, we're going home today. Please help me with all of that. And then after I ended my prayer, um, I don't know if my eyes were open or closed, but I had the most clear as day, vivid, intrusive thought of me taking him from like the cradling, like in my arms, to just tossing him on the floor and his head was bouncing and breaking and like right after that prayer I was like holy crap like I started to panic my heart started to race um the back of my neck gets really hot when I get anxious and that was happening I was sweating and I was like dear lord I do not know what just happened um I don't want to throw Noah I don't know. I don't know what that was. Like, I have no intention of like throwing him or anything. And um, my husband came in um, from breakfast and like he brought his breakfast in our room. I didn't say anything because I honestly thought that it was just like, oh, well, that was just a terrible thought. I do not want that to happen again. So I tried to just like, okay, let's move on with our day. And I everything was fine. And the labor and delivery nurse uh, discharged me. Um, And then my OB came in and she said, how are you feeling? And I said, I'm feeling pretty good. And she said, some moms are just better with their babies out and in their arms than being pregnant. And that was her way of saying like, you know, I was worried. And she knew that I was worried my whole pregnancy about How's Noah going to be? Is the breach going to hurt his hips? Um, all that stuff. So she knew that, like, or she thought that I would be better um, with my baby in my arms. And I was like, Do you really mean that? And she said, Yes, I mean that. Um, so we went home after that. And um, my dad and my stepmom flew down from Pennsylvania to Mississippi. And they were um, staying for the weekend to help with just like meals and stuff. And so everything was calm. Everything was happy. My dad was, you know, holding Noah and um, everything was really good. And um, so my husband said, do you want to rest before dinner? And we have like a little lazy boy recliner chair. Um, And I said, you know what? I would like to take a nap. So he got me some blankets and kind of like tucked me in on the lazy boy and we reclined it just a little bit and like, it was so peaceful. Like I closed my eyes and I was like, yes, like I'm going to fall asleep. And as soon as I was dozing, I had my second intrusive thought of, so at the time I didn't know what intrusive thoughts were. So I had the second thought vivid image of my baby like on his back and I was harming him um, with a hammer and my eyes just like I, I hate like really talking about that but I guess it's good to just share it and get it out so I like opened my eyes wide and my my dad and Alex are like, oh, well you know, you can't sleep. And I was like, no, you know, I can't, I can't sleep. And I went to the bathroom. Like, uh, it was a sh- a slow shuffle because like I my C section and everything. And I, I went to the bathroom. Um, I think my husband helped me to get there, but then I was just there by myself. And like, I don't even know. I don't even remember if I even like went to the bathroom. But I was just standing up. Um, afterwards, and I was like looking in the mirror, and I was like, I think this is what they call psychosis. Like, this sounds like what you read in the news. Um, I do not want to do any of these terrible things that are popping in my head, but if this is like the start of psychosis, I was like, I'm not going to let it progress anymore. So I... Was thinking about ways in the bathroom to kill myself. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know if I'll go into too much detail. Um, but as, yeah, I had a plan, um, but I didn't tell anyone because I didn't want them to be like, oh, you'll be okay, you know, and then psychosis to kick in kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely had a plan, but I didn't start it my husband knocked on the door and he's like, Hey, are, are you okay? Cause I was just standing there. I don't know if I was, cry- I was probably crying. I was crying this whole weekend. <laughs> so, um, he's like, are you okay? And I just lost it. I was, I just held him and I hugged him and I was like, I'm not okay. I was like, I am having the scariest thoughts. And I was like, Alex, I promise I would never hurt Noah. Like I do not want to hurt him. And, um, I, I don't know if I told him the thoughts but i said they're just they're scary and it's me harming i said i promise i like i love him i don't want to hurt him and he just hugged me and he said it sounds like your hormones <laughs> he's he's like you'll be okay you're not going to do anything um we'll see your doctor we'll call your doctor we'll see her on monday so um i don't remember if i told my dad or anything or my stepmom like anything like at that moment. Um, But, you know, I I come out of the bathroom, they're like, hey, are you ready for dinner? And I was like, oh boy, you know, no. (laughs) But I was uh, trying to eat, couldn't eat, I couldn't drink water, Um, it was a nightmare. And then, um, then bedtime, that's when they started like flooding my brain and that's when i was like yep this is psychosis like because the only thing that i ever heard about with postpartum and this is why i want to share um you get your baby blues which i guess 80 percent of moms get baby blues so i was like yep i know i'm gonna get that i'm not lucky enough to not get baby blues and then you have your postpartum depression, which everyone knows about and then you hear about psychosis so i was like it doesn't sound like baby blues it doesn't really sound like depression. It sounds more like psychosis. So that's why I was just so terrified. Um, so then, yeah, trying to fall asleep. They just, it was like a, like a scene from final destination or saw it was all, and it was just me doing the harm. And it was just, I remember trying to calm down, um, which was nearly impossible. And I was like, my favorite pastime is mowing the lawn like my husband has this really nice uh, zero turn mower and I love it I put my little Bose headphones on and I'll listen to my music and I'll mow the lawn so I was like closing my eyes picturing myself mowing the lawn and that triggered an intrusive thought of Noah right in front of the mower and just me mowing right over him which is awful to say to hear but it's it's what happened you know Um, so then my eyes opened up again, you know, I just couldn't sleep. I couldn't do anything but have intrusive thoughts and just cry. So the next morning I, I told my dad that I was having nightmares because he's like, Hey, honey, how's your sleep? And I was like, well, I didn't really get to sleep because I was having, I guess, nightmares. And, um, he said, Oh, well, you know, he said something like, like, you'll be able to sleep tonight. And when I told him about having nightmares, I don't know why I described it, but I was like, well, when I'm having these nightmares, I just open up my eyes so I can't really sleep. He's like, that's odd because usually during nightmares, you can't wake yourself up. But that's all my dad knew at the time. Um, and then that day, was it Sunday like right before my appointment, my appointment with my doctor was Monday. So like Saturday or Sunday, I got on my phone. I haven't been on my phone since like I delivered Noah. So there were so many messages and calls I missed, but I just, I didn't talk to anybody. Like I was so disconnected from anybody. So I think like, that's also a sign. Like if a mom's like not saying anything, you should probably like check up on her a little more. Um, but I Googled, postpartum vivid thoughts, because that was the best way that I could describe them. And actually there was like a, a helpline that was the first link. And then the second link was postpartum depression and mothers experiencing intrusive thoughts. And I opened up the link and I like the intrusive thoughts, like you could tap it to like read more about it. So I tapped it and it was talking about how mothers can experience intrusive thoughts about um, accidental harm, harm on purpose, um, you know, bathing babies and like having intrusive thoughts like that. And I feel so silly, but I was like sounding it out like elementary school. I was like, intrusive thoughts and that is the first time that I heard that term and learned what it was so I took that um, I took my phone over to my dad to my stepmom to my husband and I was like guys this is this is what I'm having I guess I'm having something called intrusive thoughts and um, my dad you know he grabbed the phone and he's looking at it and he's reading the examples and the examples like on the website was like, intrusive thoughts of stabbing your baby, drowning your baby. Um, you know, he was reading through and he was like, oh gosh, okay. Um, and he, like, he didn't really know what to say, You because what do you say? And he handed the phone back to me and he was like, you know, you'll see your doctor tomorrow and everything will be okay. Um, but it wasn't so i see my my ob and if you have any questions you, you can ask me um, so i see my ob on the monday monday morning and um i i think i just called and said like i think my hormones are off and they're like well do you really need to see her is this urgent and i was like yeah it's very urgent like i think my hormones are way off <laughs> and they actually got me in to see her and, um, like she didn't really have a good, like, she didn't really know why I was there because I didn't really want to tell anybody. Like I didn't want to tell the secretary. I didn't want to tell, you know, the, the nurse. I just wanted to talk to my doctor. And, um, I said, I, I was like, do you know what intrusive thoughts are? And she's like, of course I do. I said, you do. I said, I'm ha- I don't understand to say a name. I was like, I'm having something called intrusive thoughts. And I said, I hate this. And, um, oh, I was just crying. Like I was just crying this whole time. And, um, and then I said, I promise I'll never hurt my baby. I'll never hurt him. I promise I won't hurt him. And, um, she sat down like on the chair beside me and she said, it sounds like you have severe postpartum depression. And um, we need to get you started on medication. She's, she wrote out this game plan and the step one was get on um, medicine. And I said, I don't wanna take medicine. I was like, can you just give me like a, a hormone cream? And she's like, that's not gonna fix you. you. You need to start something called an SSRI. I said, what the, what the heck is an SSRI? Cause I've never been, I've never been on medicine um, beforehand. Um, so I, I just didn't know what an SSRI was. And she t- told me a little bit about it. She gave me two breastfeeding safe, I hope they're safe, but one was Zoloft, one was Celexa, um, Citalopram. So I don't know why, but we picked um, Ce- Celexa, 20 milligrams. She's like, this is a low dose um, and we'll just get you started on this. and. I'll call you on Wednesday, so Monday to Wednesday, and um, the step two was she wanted me to see a psychiatrist, and step three was, um, I guess, if, if nothing, like, worked, I was going to have to go to inpatient, and that scared me so bad because I, I didn't want to go to inpatients. I, um, like I wanted, you know, I wanted everything to be fine. You know, you want your postpartum to be smooth. Um, and I didn't want to be away from Noah. Um, I wanted to be with him. Actually I did. And I wanted to breastfeed him. Um, I felt like that was my responsibility and I, I just, I wanted to be home with my baby, with my husband. Um, so I agreed to starting the medicine even though it was really hard for me to agree. And so we got the medicine filled and um, yeah, I started that and the side effects were a little bit weird. Like I was, um, I don't know. It was just like the first night was insomnia, which I was used to that. So that was fine. And then um, I was getting like hot flashes and the nurse actually called to check in and I told her about the hot flashes and stuff. And she's like, "Well." it's good to know that the medicine is actually getting into your system. So I wasn't really scared of the side effects because I knew like, okay, it's going to work. And it actually did. Um, So I was pretty lucky to be able to actually get on like one medicine, one dose and really not have to go through because I've heard that moms have, you know, a hard time with, um, picking the right medicine, finding the right one. And, you know, with all of like the doses and stuff. So I was lucky there. Um, but the intrusive thoughts were still like, they were still coming. They were still happening. Um, and finally, like I was able to check my phone and a good friend from high school asked me how I was doing. And I told her the truth. I, I did. Cause I trusted her. And I said, I'm experiencing something that we you know, just found on Google. I think maybe I sent her the link. I'm experiencing something called intrusive thoughts. Um, I'm starting this medicine that's called an SSRI, but I'm really not doing good. Like I'm, I'm still like in a really bad, bad place. And she said, I, I know the person that you need to talk to. Um, she's from my hometown, so she's from Pennsylvania. And she had something called postpartum OCD uh, back 10 years ago when she had her first baby. And now what she does is she runs support groups um, or a support group in Pennsylvania and she helps moms um, with uh, postpartum uh, mood and anxiety disorders. So I actually agreed to talk to her and she is really. What helped me like the whole time um, with um how to react to intrusive thoughts. You know, don't like don't overreact. Um, she taught me to name it to tame it. And that actually worked the best for me. When I got one that was like extra sticky or extra like gruesome, I would say calmly, I would say that's an intrusive thought. It causes anxiety. And it can leave whenever it wants to, and that's actually something that um, I noticed lessened the intensity, and um, kind of made them just become like stay in the background, which was amazing. Um, so yeah, that was that was like about a week postpartum, like that I um, met. Sam, she, um, we just talked through Facebook Messenger. Um, So that is seriously the only person that helped. Um, But are you okay with me talking about like the therapists and um, what kind of what I went through with those?
0: Absolutely. I think, you know, in addition to everything that you've already talked about, which I think even the nitty gritty details as gruesome as they might be and as difficult as it is for you to share it, I'm so appreciative that you are sharing it because this is what women need to hear right like this is what I needed to hear before it happened to me. This is what you needed to hear before it happened to you and you know if we can get women out there to have those experiences like, oh my gosh, I'm having that thought too like oh my gosh, I'm not crazy I'm not a horrible parent I'm not going psycho like so many of these websites and professionals say um. It's so important. It's so important to get to women because, like you said, the internet points towards postpartum depression. And the um psychiatrist suggests potentially inpatient. And when you're in the hospital, you're only uh given screenings for depression. And it's just so much more complicated than that. Um, yeah, and I, I think it's important for you to talk about your the ways in which the mental health system has kind of failed you, right? Like I'm seeing a lot of wait lists and I'm seeing a lot of, um, yeah, other just experiences. I know that right now you're in therapy but it took you some time and some unfortunate situations to kind of get to that point. And you're 14 months postpartum now. Like, I, I think you said that you finally got the right therapy when you were 12 months postpartum. Like that's 12 months of you suffering, right? right. 12 months, that's a, that's a big deal, that's, that's huge. Um so yeah I want I, you need to go there you need to talk about it. Okay thank you. Um so
1: first of all I guess we'll start Samantha she um I guess with being in like the postpartum and the um like this kind of postpartum world she has different um networks where she was like okay I found somebody in Mississippi who um she heard from a mom, from a mom that this, uh, I think she was like a psychiatrist or a psychologist. She helped one mom with her intrusive thoughts. She didn't have a specialty in like um, postpartum, like maternal mental health. Um, but, so I called I called her office and she was, um, she didn't accept any insurances, which I think, oh, I don't know if I should say in my opinion, I think that's not as helpful um, when you're trying to help someone and you don't really take any insurances because her evaluation was like 475 and then everything after that was like $200. There's no way in heck that I can pay like 475 for just an evaluation and then 200 every time after that. Um, So, and, and her wait list was three months. So even if we did like win the lottery, I still would have to wait like three months to do it. So that was strike one. And then I probably emailed 15 to 20 people just, Oh, I would just Google. And I would look on Facebook and Mississippi is seriously back in maybe like the 1950s where like, we don't really have much education on maternal mental health. Um, and if you do, like I found one, um, yeah, I don't know why, Uh, oh, she, she did know maternal mental health, but she knew really nothing about OCD, Um, so, and it was more of like talk therapy, which is awful, like awful, 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 Um, so then I went to my, um, my counselor, I actually just have a counselor, that I've been going to for the past two years. Um, she just helps me with every day, like um, I don't know, anxiety, family stuff, that kind of that kind of thing. Um, and she knew nothing. Oh, I don't want her to hear this, and she didn't know much about OCD because um, she had to Google it when I was sitting in the room with her, and I thought we are off to a wrong start. And she's not supposed to know OCD, but I did. I went to her just because I told my doctor that I had a counselor and she's like, we'll just start going, going back to her. Um, So I did. I saw her two times and um, she was asking me about my intrusive thoughts and she kind of paused and she said she was trying to study them. She was trying to find um, why I was thinking certain things. Who's trying to dissect them and find meaning? And what I've learned with OCD is, is like you have to just sit with that uncertainty. That you know your brain just makes like spam messages. Your brain just um, like it's not really me. Like I do not want to go grab a hammer and do something with it. Like that's something that um, you can't really you can't really find the meaning um, because there is no meaning. So she was like pondering, she's like, I'm just wondering why you have a fascination with knives. And I was like, I don't. And I was a little offended. I was like, I don't like at the point right now I'm hiding the knives. I am putting them away. I do not want to see them. I do not want to hold them. I do not have a fascination. They're not in like, they're not in a snow globe. Like I don't, I don't have a fascination with knives. So I was talking back to Samantha, the mom that had postpartum OCD. And she said, you know, to heal, to move on, to get over this is not to go back to that counselor. So strike two. Um, Then I went to a website and I found this inpatient outpatient program um, in town. So it was a bigger town in Mississippi In Hattiesburg um, and I thought maybe since they are like a bigger um, like organization maybe they'll know OCD so I went to somebody that had no specialty in um, maternal mental health which was already a strike three I don't know why I went Um, and she was sweet she was an older lady oh my gosh she she was really sweet but Before I started, I was kind of like feeling her out, seeing what she knew about intrusive thoughts about postpartum OCD. Um, So after we went through a questionnaire, I said, now, have you ever heard of OCD? Um, She said, oh yeah, I've heard of that. And I said, okay, well, I think I'm experiencing something called postpartum OCD. And she's like, they, they all have an accent down here in Mississippi, but she's like, girl, you don't have OCD you washing your hands? And I was like, no, I'm not washing my hands. Then you don't have it. I was like, okay, all right. And so from that point on, I was like, do not tell her anything about intrusive thoughts because she is going to lock me up and throw away the key. So I didn't open up to her. And my husband, bless his heart, he was taking me to all of these therapists. And he had Noah in the car seat and they would drive around or go to Home Depot. Like he, he, well, I just got in the car and I was just crying. He's like, how did it go? <laughs> I was like, it, it was not helpful. She knew nothing. I was like, I just keep hitting these dead ends. Um, so I obviously did not go back to her. And then I thought, well, what I n- need to see because I, I could not find anybody with like a maternal mental health in Mississippi. So then I thought, well, if I see a psychiatrist, maybe with her extra schooling, she knows OCD. She knows intrusive thoughts. Maybe she will be like who I'm looking for. So I went and I, I got in with a psychiatrist. Um, I actually sat in her office but it was telehealth. Um, So I was sitting there in front of like her computer screen and she was at her home. Um, And I told her, I have been struggling for, I think this was like three, four months at the time. I said, I just really need help. I'm going to be open with you. I'm going to be honest, but I am experiencing intrusive thoughts. And then I went on to say they're causing me anxiety. Um, I do not want to have them. I, I don't know what to do. And she's like, Hold up, hold up, hold up. And she like got close to her computer screen and she's like, What are they telling you? And like my heart sank. And I was, and she was asking me, like, what are my thoughts telling me? And I was like, I'm not going to tell her the truth because that that was just like it, it was how she said it was so alarming that. I could kind of sense, not kind of. I could totally sense that um, she didn't know. Like OCD, I um, I still don't think she knows. Um, I didn't tell her anything. I I why well, didn't tell her the truth? I said, "Oh, um, you know, I have intrusive thoughts," and then I went through like mild ones. Like, what if I put his diaper on too tight or? you know, what if I trip and, you know, just things like that. I said, I'm just so anxious about, you know, what if, um, what if he gets acid reflux? Like I was just trying to think of something where it wasn't like me doing the harm, that kind of thing. And she's like, oh, okay. And like, she took a breath and she's like, okay, it just sounds like a lot of postpartum anxiety. Um, so she was telling me like meditation and, I don't even know. So, so that was, um, that was what strike four. Um, So going through all of these, like, I don't know, strikeouts, um, it was really like disheartening to go through and to have such a hard time. And it makes me think back to, if I didn't have that mom that had postpartum OCD, that knew, that understood me, like, I have no idea where I would be, um, because it it is so terrifying, and it's so awful, Um, so yeah, that's my story with the therapists and stuff.
0: Well, I would like to say that I'm surprised, and that that is shocking to me, but um, it's not at all. Um, Unfortunately, that is kind of the going rate um, of the general professionals' um, kind of education about OCD, you know, so I'm not surprised at all that some of these professionals assumed that you didn't have OCD because you're not washing your hands, or that some of these professionals, you know, were scared of these thoughts for you and automatically interpreting them to mean that you wanted them, even though you are very clear in stating that you did not want them. Um, so it's just it's underscoring. And and you can't do that enough, right? Like you can't underscore enough, like how just broken our system is when it comes to not just women and not just moms, but when it comes to postpartum OCD in particular, right? Like we have such a long way to go and I'm so glad that you were able to find your way um, to a professional who understands and who can help you. Um, Because yeah, like similar to you, like I don't know where I would have been. Like you, I... suicidal thoughts too i had a plan mine was to roll out of a moving vehicle and i had attempted to do that numerous times and you know had i not finally gotten the help that i needed and had i not also found other women who were struggling with what i was struggling with i don't think that i would be here I, i definitely don't think that i would be here um so as we wrap up here first of all thank you so much for sharing your story it's so important to do this it's important for women to to continue doing what it is that you're doing. You're putting yourself out there, but it's so important. Um, you're saving lives right now. And it's so, so huge. Um, I would really love to wrap up with like, what's your advice to a new mom out there who is listening to this? Maybe this is the first understanding that she has of like, oh my gosh, that's me. Like maybe she's doing exactly what you were doing, you know, the first day or the first couple times that you had these intrusive thoughts. What would be your advice to that? Um, new mom? What I want
1: every pregnant mom, like what every, every expecting mom, I want her to educate herself on, you know, the signs of depression, the signs of anxiety, then go into the signs of OCD, scary thoughts, the signs of, um, you know, people can get postpartum bipolar, just just know the signs. Do not think, oh, if I read this, I'm more susceptible of having it. Just read, just so you are aware. If I would have known that I was not experiencing it was not psychosis, I would have been able to um be more open about it and know that it is just a scary thought. You know, it's not even like a thought that i want to have kind of thing so i feel like education um
0: before it happens is better yeah for sure um you know i think like you and that was my experience too so many women like they identify as being an anxious person their whole entire life and then they have these kind of you know pristine expectations of what their delivery will be like and what being a mom will be like and then they start to have these intrusive thoughts of which pregnancy and postpartum are in and of it themselves a risk factor for developing OCD, just because of all of the intensity that it brings and the hormonal changes and the life stressor that it is. Um, it's just kind of like the perfect storm. So, you know, I'm on board with the understanding kind of ahead of time, you know, the propensity for these thoughts and how things can snowball and the difficulty, right? Like the, the difficulty of um, trying to advocate for yourself and be open with your providers. Like you are going to have to advocate for yourself. You are going to get some strikeouts and that doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong. It doesn't mean that you're crazy. It doesn't mean that you're not OCD enough. Unfortunately, it's just a, an indication of how broken our maternal mental health system is, especially when it comes to postpartum OCD, like professionals generally don't know enough about OCD in general, coupled that with how, neglected moms are to begin with right like we have such a long long way to go um and yeah just knowing like motherhood is no joke man we we talk about it with strangers and with our family members sometimes about like oh don't you just love every minute but you know we don't talk about the fact that we have thoughts of like the lawnmower thing I had those thoughts um I had thoughts of like just repeatedly Uh, like ramming my son's head into our cement walls like it's gruesome it's gruesome and no I do not love every minute Um, no (laughs) no yeah it's it's really awful
1: and for like a new mom that may be experiencing this my short quick to the point um, talk to somebody that you trust you know don't just uh, post something on Facebook Talk to a mom or your husband or your spouse, talk to somebody that you trust. Um, And then I also do love um, what you're doing with no CD. I think that is amazing. And just the consultation. um, So if a mom has like what she thinks are like intrusive thoughts, I called no CD and just talking to them on the phone, like they get it, they understand, like totally do that. Um, but if it's more like postpartum depression, I feel like, um, postpartum, um, support international. So what is that? Postpartum.net. Like that is a wonderful resource as well.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jen, for your vulnerability and for sharing your story. There's some really important, um, things here for women to know about. So, you know, every little bit helps every new mom that we help. Uh, makes a huge difference in her being able to get back to feeling like herself and to being able to kind of understand that she's not alone, that she's not crazy. Um, and yeah, we I couldn't do this without you and without other moms coming on here and sharing their story. So thank you so much for being here. Families have a lot going on.